At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? we got a good one on tap today. A lot of hoops because, guess what? There's a lot of hoops to talk about. Tim Murray, host of the Nightcap, is going to be with us in about 15 minutes from now. We'll discuss everything going down. we got tournaments underway right now. We're taking in Arch Madness, Loyola Chicago, up 25-14 to 14, uh, with 7.26 left to go in the first half of their matchup here. Uh, we also have a lot of conference tournaments that are going to be underway today. We have second-round matchups, just a lot of college basketball. Tim's going to touch on every single bit of it in the little time that we have with him. We also have a lot of NBA to discuss, Matt Humans. And where do we begin? But, of course, with the Los Angeles Lakers. If you go to a dictionary, Merriam-Webster, and you look up ass-kicking, a picture of the game from last night, specifically the third quarter, will appear what about that? 132 to 111. The Los Angeles Clippers drop a 40 piece in the third quarter to run away from the Lakers mm-hmm. yesterday to send them reeling yet again. And how about this? The dominance for the Los Angeles Clippers in this rivalry. Clippers now 32 and 7 against the Los Angeles Lakers since the start of the 2012 2013 NBA season. Seven wins in a row in the series, all since Ty Lue has taken over the franchise. That's all about the genius of Ty Lue. That's why the Clippers beating down the Lakers. Uh, you jest, but Ty Lue has done a tremendous job with the Los Angeles has Clippers he? this year. Well, this year he has, yeah. And last we'll year. I, I still think you, uh, you ultimately judge a team by how much success they have in the postseason. And the last time I saw the Clippers in meaningful postseason games, they were having an epic meltdown in the bubble. What? Last time you saw them in the postseason, they were in the Western Conference Finals. No, last time... Uh, they were playing in seriously meaningful games. But the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, they finals? lost the Western Conference Finals. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. How is that not meaningless? You're completely down. omitting a playoff run. In the previous, in the previous year, they, got, they, they had an epic meltdown. <laughs> they made it to the Western Conference Finals without their best player. How'd they do in the Western <laughs> Conference Finals? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> anyway, Ty Lue aside, I think the Lakers, did you see, so there's a lot to go over from yesterday. Uh, did you see one of my favorite moments? So in the fourth quarter, it was fourth quarter, about five minutes left to go. It might have been third. But Reggie Jackson just completely crosses up Russell Westbrook, like leaves him skating. That's hard to believe. And Russell Westbrook actually reaches his leg out to trip Reggie Jackson on the way to the basket. So he gets called for the foul. Jackson gets the ball back and calls for Russell Westbrook's guy to come over. Mm-hmm. Get, again, on a screen, goes just blows right by him and drains a three while Westbrook's just kind of like flailing behind him. It was, they beat the crap out of the Lakers no, last they night. they embarrassed yep. the Lakers. Well, and the Lakers are busy embarrassing themselves as well. It's a combination of two things. Uh, so the Lakers are, are primed to be embarrassed every night. 
Uh, right now we're watching one of these uh, Fox talk shows where we're saying, should the Lakers consider shutting down LeBron James? And uh, you and I were talking before the show. LeBron, I'm sure, is considering shutting himself down at this point. The, uh, the Lakers last night with a 21-point loss. They're blown out in the third quarter of that game. And um, falling further out of uh, playoff contention. Uh, they could still rally and make the play-in tournament, but at this point, what's the point? You just got blown out and embarrassed by a Clippers team without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You don't have any excuses. You've got all your superstars out there on the floor. Yep. So you can't make excuses at this point. Well, when we get back to full strength, then we'll see what the Lakers are. Lakers, essentially at full strength, just got embarrassed by a Clippers team without their two superstars. That's how far away the Lakers are at this point. And uh, the same thing I said last week, they're not going to be a playoff team. Bet against the Lakers to be a playoff team if you can find a number out there. Yep. Uh, by the way, one of those teams, some of the same value is not there that was in that number a week ago. It's becoming, I think, obvious to everybody at this point that the Lakers are not going to be a playoff. Yep. So two four, two parts. Well, one, one of those teams yesterday when we watched them, you know, getting beat down. At one point, one of them was thirty to one to win a title. The other was hundred to one, and the team that was hundred yeah. to one uh, absolutely obliterated yeah. uh, the other team. And the other is you talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, potentially being done, not making the postseason. You are not the only one that thinks that. Uh, Charles Barkley, who's always eloquent with what he has to say, uh, last night after the broadcast, uh, put it pretty <laughs> succinctly himself. As a guy who was a great player, when I got old, it sucked. So they got all them old guys. Think about this. When all those old guys, they're cooked. Well done. Who? It's over. LeBron is cooked? No, he's, not, he's, he's not cooked. Dwight's cooked. Dwight. DeAndre Jordan's cooked. Dwight, uh, Carmelo is cooked. Cooked? Cooked. He's, he's cooked. Yes. like 13 points off the bench. He's a guy coming off your bench. 14 and 4, as a matter of fact. Off your bench. He's not just starter. Hey, they don't want I love to Carmelo. It's over. You don't get a guy coming <laughs> off your bench. No, it's over. Uh, so I think there's a couple of brilliant things from that. One, I think I agree with the overall point. They're done. Uh, the Lakers. Whether it's due to age, whether it's due to poor roster construction, uh, they are not competing. It's not all due to age. No. Some of their, their young players suck, too. Uh, it's, it's very true. Yeah. Uh, Austin Reeves, no. But uh, everybody else, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, by the way, uh, one of my favorite moments on the Visa Network, outside of Mitch, uh, Mitch Moss screaming at Paulie Howard, who completely didn't listen to him that one day and mm-hmm. you know was getting after him, uh, Mitch also got after Paul the other day because Paul was still trying to say, ah, you know, they got a chance if they got LeBron if they make him in the postseason. And I would agree with Mitch. There is no chance. It's a popsicle chance in hell uh, that the Los Angeles Lakers have if they get to the postseason somehow in some way. But I don't think it's because they, so like Paul was saying if they get to the postseason, they have a chance to make a run. Yeah, because they have LeBron James. No, no. This, this team's pretty much done at this point. Also, DeAndre Jordan just signed with the Philadelphia 76ers. He's actually not in the Lakers anymore. So no, he's not. DeAndre Jordan's gone, but he wasn't contributing. And uh, Dwight Howard's not doing much. Last night, Dwight Howard was invisible out there for a guy that big. It's hard to be invisible, but he was. And uh, you know, another guy you could talk about is Russell Westbrook. I think his confidence is cooked. Westbrook's still got oh. some ability. Uh, but his confidence is cooked right now. And the Lakers as a whole, they just know as a team they don't have it. Um, they've completely lost their swagger. And uh, I agree with <clears throat> I agree with what uh, Charles Barkley said there. As a team, they are cooked. And um, you look at the coaching situation, Frank Vogel is um, not the guy who's responsible for the meltdown. It starts at the, in the front office with uh, Rob Polinka and LeBron James, who was a de facto GM who helped put this team together. Yep. And um, there's plenty of blame to go around, but uh, don't blame Frank Vogel. I think he's a, he's a hell of a coach. He's trying to make chicken salad out of chicken 
crap, and uh, it's not working. And it's never going to work here. So we'll see. Uh, We'll see what the Lakers uh, do down the stretch, but you got to think at some point here, LeBron's just going to call it quits and say it's better for my body and my future if I just uh, rest. I've already got a sore knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just pack it in. Especially as the losses continue to mount. I, I would know. not blame him either if he does that because but, this guy's got a lot of mileage on him. He's trying to lengthen his career. And what's the point of playing meaningless games down the stretch and uh, you know putting more strain on your knee and – in your sore body. So if uh, LeBron does decide to sh- uh, shut it down, I'm going to be the last one to criticize him for yeah. it. Yeah, and look, I mean, you can talk about him playing the part, like you mentioned, right, and building this team, yada, yada, whatever it is. At the end of the day, if they lose, and right now they're in the midst of, let me check, double-check this, they are they are one and, what, seven? One and eight in their last uh, nine games, something mm-hmm. like that. They only have three wins uh, since January 27th. As these, mount, as these losses mount and the gap continues to shrink for the 10th seed and all that stuff, like you think LeBron is going to continue to play until the end and then play in a play-in game on the road against New Orleans for a spot at like the 8th seed in the <laughs> Western Conference? I, I highly uh, doubt that's going to be the case. We could see that scenario, but I doubt it too. Right. I think it would be actually smart for him to shut it down. The one thing I don't like about LeBron is stop the diva act. Don't point fingers at other people. Don't blame the front office. He's got to take some of the blame himself because oh, yeah. he put this team together, essentially. Yep. A lot, by the way, last night, LeBron James, his plus minus, minus 30, 20, or excuse me, minus 27 yesterday. Do you know who had the worst? I don't look at the plus minus. The cooked Carmelo Anthony was minus 34 in 25 <laughs> minutes. So I don't think Dwight Howard would have had a positive plus minus based on what I saw of his minutes. You're going to love it. What, uh, plus two? <laughs> he was the only positive Laker. He was plus one. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Wayne Ellington was plus 14 in his 12 What did Dwight play, 15 minutes? <laughs> he played 16. Look at okay. you. You were paying attention last yeah, night. He was, I know you weren't. He was a joke. He, he wasn't doing anything out there. Um, a, excuse uh, me. He had a rebound and an assist. So <laughs> One rebound, one assist, and <laughs> yeah, 50. Okay. With two points. Wow. <laughs> Great minutes. contribution. Yeah. Hit two of his free throws. All right, with that, uh, it's a big NBA card today. It's deep. And there's some games with some implications uh, in terms of the play-in, playoff, things like that. I think that at the top of the list, of course, is Milwaukee on the road against Chicago because Milwaukee might have stormed back against Miami the other night for a victory, but they're only 14-12 straight up in their last 26 games. They're 10-16 ATS humans over that same stretch. And this is it's, you know somewhat important for them because they can still climb their way. They are only two games, excuse me, one game behind Philadelphia for the second overall seed in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty big because Chicago is a full game ahead of them in three. So a win right here over the Bulls. They have two more games, I think, left after this contest as well. Uh, they can solidify their spot, at least within the top three. So this is pretty big here for Milwaukee. The problem is, as I mentioned, when you're 10-16 and 16 ATS in your last 26 games, it shows a remarkable amount of inconsistency that the Bucks have put forward night in and night out. Up to five, by the way, with a total of 240 and a half. What did you make the number in this game? Uh, I, thought, I thought the opener of three and a half was fair. I, th- I made it just under three and a half personally. And I think that's a fair number. And I even wrote about it today. Like, if you look at the lineups and the makeups of both of these teams, Chicago, for example, 21st in defensive efficiency, 26th in transition defense. Their starting power forward is DeMar DeRozan. If you just look at it from a matchup perspective, the Bucks should be able to smoke Chicago tonight. They should. Yeah. Uh, they should be able to go in there and win this game with, I guess, relative ease. Um, but given the fact that they have not really cared over the last 26 games and they needed to come storming back and get a little lucky at the end of that Miami Heat game the other night, I just don't know if I trust them in roles of laying four and a half, five on the road against the Chicago Bulls team that is outperformed. I don't either. I, I don't make NBA numbers like I do college hoops. When I saw this number on the board today, I thought, man, that looks high. I would have thought that number is more like three. Yeah. So 
Uh, but then again, I thought also there could be somebody sitting out that I don't know about. And uh, that could be the case every day in the NBA. The Bulls uh, need DeMar DeRozan to heat up and start scoring 35 a night again. <laughs> On 55% shooting, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I was sitting in my car the other day. Matt Humans walked up to me and said, hey, man, you look fat. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to get in shape, but I'm having trouble staying motivated. I'm going to make five-hour energy shots part of my lifestyle and get the energy boost that I need to get fit. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's a perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. I had berry this morning. There's a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. I did say that, by the way. You did. It's true. I never lie. Tim Murray coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, play free hoops for a share of $40,000 this March with Xfinity Unbeatable Power Picks. Connect to the cash with winning picks against the spread in eight free-to-play pools and compete for your share of $5,000 per pool. Head to DraftKings.com slash Xfinity Power Picks now to join the action. Xfinity, stream basketball and more basketball with speeds faster than a gig. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Tim Murray on deck. Yes, indeed. I believe we uh, – all right, we're going to effort Tim Murray. 30s, by the way, 37-22. Uh, want to update this score because Loyola Chicago is taking on Bradley right now in Arch Madness. Uh, 3.05 left to go in this Well, game. I had a buddy who's pretty good in the Mac who sent me a text this morning and said, I like Bradley a lot. And um, I ignored the text and didn't bet Bradley. <laughs> Oh, well, so far, uh, you have, uh, you were very smart in ignoring the text, so we'll see if Bradley can Typically, he's really good in the Mac, but I just didn't have interest in uh, betting Bradley today, yep. so right. I passed. Well, uh, let's uh, let's bring in Tim Murray, discuss this and uh, much more. Tim, did you get involved in uh, this Loyola-Chicago matchup here with about 2.30 left to go in the first half? Yeah, I did. I'm on the wrong side, so it's awesome. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's been a great day. It's been a great day so far. Uh, I took the I took six with Bradley uh, and... Uh, <laughs> I took seven with North Carolina A&T this morning. So, uh, yeah, whatever I tell you guys, just run to the other side. I was going to say, Tim, tell me you didn't have North Carolina A&T this morning. Please. You didn't that have that. Was, uh, that was as brutal as, uh, as it comes. But as they say, overtime, overtime is where dogs go to die. A fifth-year senior at the free throw line with 10 seconds to go misses both free throws for NCA&T to, to take the lead 
against the top seed Longwood, and then they go to overtime and they get outscored sixteen to two, catching seven. So, yeah. Ooh. Okay. Well, <laughs> the good news is you got uh, half of the day to bounce back and all night to, yeah. to find something. And uh, conference tournaments are just getting underway. Uh, so hopefully that's the worst beat you take in the entire uh, conference tournament schedule here this week and next week. Um, Tim, you play a lot more East Coast basketball than I do, so let's start on the East Coast and uh, talk about some of your favorite bets, maybe in conference tournaments or games coming up tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, I, you know, one game, Matt, and I threw it in a, a money line parlay uh, today. I just I wasn't crazy about laying the number, uh, so I, I paired it with Northern Iowa, who won and actually covered earlier today. Uh, but St. Bonaventure, and I know our guy Hoops is on on the other side here in this one, but you know, to me, motivation is such a is just such a big thing this time of year. And St. Bonaventure, it's been a disappointing year, right? They were the favorite to win the Atlantic 10. I think they were odds on favorites to win this conference. And uh, for tonight, guys, they need to win this game in order to secure a buy, actually a double buy in the A-10 into the quarterfinals. The thing I really like about St. Bonaventure here, assuming health for the big guy, Asuni, and uh, reports where he's going to give it a go. He's dealing with an ankle sprain. I mean, this team is incredibly senior laden. They've got four guys who've already scored over 1,000 points in their career, another senior who has 943 points, and this is senior night, their final game at Olean. Uh, they're 12-2 and two at home this year. They've won five in a row at home. You know, they're trying to get revenge against Richmond, who beat them just a couple weeks ago down in Richmond by 10. Also, Richmond doesn't have anything to play for. They're already locked into the sixth seed. Can't get any better or worse. That is where they'll be in the Atlantic 10 tournament. So I think all of that kind of lumped together. Uh, I do like the Bonnies. You're starting to see this number kind of move up a little bit to the four and a half range. Do keep a close eye on the injury report with uh, with the big boy Osuni. He did not play against VCU, and they were run off the floor. I think at the stat I saw, if they don't have him in the lineup, uh, I don't think they've won a game since 2019. I think they've lost all five games without him. So keep an eye on that. But from all accounts, it sounds like he's going to give it a go. Uh, I do like the Bonnies to to beat Richmond uh, in, a, in a pretty important spot. All right, St. Bonaventure minus four, four and a half at home against the Spiders uh, tonight. And Aaron Moore, who was on the show with us yesterday, mm-hmm. emailed me this morning, said he liked Bonnies in that game as well in the uh, A-10. Tim Murray, host of the Nightcap uh, with us. And uh, Matt Santos, our producer, throw that graphic up one more time on the North Carolina A&T game. This, um, just <laughs> to explain, on, man. For, I'm not just trying to more. rub it in. I, I hope this is the worst bet. I hope this is the worst beat you take in the entire month of March. Uh, we always talk about dogs and uh, where they go to die is overtime. Longwood, a six and a half point favorite. Tim's got North Carolina A&T. The game, unfortunately, goes to overtime. <laughs> And the Longwood wins by 14. 14. Tim, this reminds me of one of the worst bets, uh, excuse me, again, one of the worst beats I've ever taken in college hoops. You might remember the game. Notre Dame at Louisville about eight, ten years ago. I was catching eight with the Irish. They had the ball and a four-point lead with 40 seconds to go and ended up losing by 14 in overtime. I don't know. Yeah. You can't even begin to explain how that happened, but somehow it happened. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you know you, you gotta hope that uh, that things will will turn in your uh, t- turn in your way. Uh, that's the beauty of of what we do. And you shake your head and you think you looked out. I looked out at my watch and I'm like, it's only 11:15, and I've already taken this horrendous of a beat. <laughs> Day can only get better. That's right.
As long as you weren't on Mississippi State the other night against Auburn. So hopefully you weren't there. Uh, oh, I was. Don't worry, I was. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Didn't yep, mean yep. to. All right. Uh, well, Tim, let's, wow. uh, let's, let's look forward. Let's be positive. So one of the conferences that I really like watching, you and I have discussed it before, the West Coast Conference. And so yep. let's discuss this because their tournament underway. And uh, one of the dirty secrets in college basketball is a Portland team that has covered 17 contests this year. On the year, it's covered about 65%, depending on the closing number you use. Uh, what do you make of their matchup here tonight? in the West Coast Conference Tournament. I've got on the screen right now, double-check to see what the open, or the uh, current number is. Uh, let's see, avisan.com. Oh, you walk us through this because my screen's not loading right now. Oh, here we go. To one with a total of 139 against the Toreros. Yeah, I, you know, this is one of those lines, guys, that it feels like it's a trap because Portland's been playing really well. And JBT, you pointed it out. Um, you know, they closed the season. I think they won six straight before falling to Santa Clara to close out the regular season, the pilots that is. And then San Diego went one and six down the stretch, including a 32 point loss at Portland. Uh, last night, San Diego needed to play in that, you know, early round. Uh, they were able to be Pepperdine by seven, but that was the late game there. So uh, they'll be playing back to back against Portland. I, I don't know if it's square or not, but I like I like Portland in this spot. I mean, this isn't you know a, a, a game that I'm in, in love with, but I certainly put a little bit minus 120 on the money line here uh, for Portland to take care of business. The markets moved a little bit against it. I saw some openers at two, and now it's at one, one and a half. So a little bit of movement uh, towards San Diego. I think the one and six stretch there for for San Diego is a bit misleading. They played some of the top teams in the conference, but they did, as mentioned, get blown out by Portland. Portland played some of the weaker teams. They played the Pepperdines, the Pacifics. Uh, they played like a, a D3 school in there. So uh, they, were, they were ratcheting up some wins against some poor teams in that conference. But, you know, you've got San Diego coming off the game last night. Uh, yeah, and Portland has been a surprise. They were awful uh, under Terry Porter. They've turned it around here. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like the Pilots a little bit tonight over at the Orleans. All right, Tim Murray right there says, don't sleep on the Portland Pilots. Uh, One-point favorites over San Diego in the West Coast Conference Tournament, which gets underway in uh, Vegas this weekend. Tim, we're going to have to get out and see some conference tournaments in Vegas yeah. over the next uh, week and a half. JVT, which uh, tournaments are you headed to? Mountain uh, West? Yeah, I was going to say for VCN, I'll be covering Mountain West Conference. Oh, you will be. I got wow. credentials oh, and everything. Big shot. Yeah, we'll okay. be out there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just try. Live on the scene. JVT now I'm going to lock up. Yeah. All right, Tim, uh, I, I made a bunch of numbers on Saturday games this morning at about 4 or 5 o'clock. It's a really good Saturday schedule. A lot of different handicapping wrinkles in this schedule as well. A couple spots you're going to look at here in the final two minutes. Florida, Kentucky, VCU, St. Louis, and also your quick thoughts on the ACC tournament odds. Yeah, Florida, uh, you know, per Ken Palm, catching six at home against Kentucky. Uh, Florida, if you look at different bracketologists, uh, ha some have them in, some have them out. I think if they win tomorrow against Kentucky, you pair that with their win over Auburn, uh, you know, a week and a half ago, they're sitting in pretty good shape. Uh, Kentucky uh, can't really improve their stock uh, when it comes to uh, the one seed in the SEC tournament. So I think Florida is going to be live a little bit come Saturday. So I, I would see what that number is. Uh, intriguing spot there. VCU, similar situation out at St. Louis. Uh, they'll be catching three. VCU has won eight in a row. Uh, they need this win in order to uh, to try to get themselves on the right side of the bubble. And then, yeah, to wrap things up, you know, I talked about this on on my show, and I know uh, Matt, you you have it, you know, giving it out in our best bets email. 
I don't know who beats Duke. I really don't. And, uh, you know, minus 125, minus 130. Uh, I think that ACC is so down. Three wins in three days. They're going to have the whole crowd on their side there at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. So uh, I don't really love to lay chalk in, you know, in March all that much. But sometimes it makes more sense. And if you think Duke can run it with the motivation and they don't have any letdown spots and a really poor ACC I think Duke is worth a, a look to uh, to win the ACC tournament. I played that as well. Duke minus 125 to win the ACC. I'm a dog player primarily, but sometimes one of the best bets in sports can be a focused favorite, and I think that's going to be the case with Duke. Tim, good to talk to you, bud. Good luck today. All right, boys. See you. Yep, you got it. Tim Murray, nightcap later tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. John DeSimone, watching our show from Canada, said he had the North Carolina A&T game under the total of 141.5. So uh, that went over the total in overtime. If you bet dogs and unders, you hate overtime. Overtime is never your friend. We'll come back here on The Edge. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Hey, get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage. Starting Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on vsin.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including Wes Reynolds, Jeff Parles, Mike Palm, and Amal Shaw, will analyze every game and discuss with bookmakers how they made the lines. And we try to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VSIN College Hoops experts on Selection Sunday, March 13th. That's at 6 p.m. Eastern, free on vsin.com. I'm going to be out here at the South Point, and uh, I know Tim Murray's going to be at Circa with Stormy. And uh, JVT, you're going to be with them all show, I believe, after our three-hour special, correct? That's right, 7 yeah. to 10 p.m. Pacific time on Sunday night. Amal and I, VSIN's tournament betting breakdown, live from Cirque. Yeah. Very excited. So no hardwood handicappers that Sunday, which, by the way, is a new NBA show every single Sunday night. Starts at 6 p.m. Yeah, that was a good show you had last week. You had a, a couple of big-time guests. Doug Kazarian and Will Hill. I thought that was a good first show. And uh, who do you have lined up for the second show on Hardwood Handicappers this Sunday night? Working on a couple. I believe ER is in the works. Have to confirm Aaron Renning's availability. We'll see whether or not he's going to be available. Danielle Alvari hosts the LA CityCast. Talk about the Los Angeles Lakers and Los Angeles Clippers because that night the Clippers have a matchup with the New York Knicks. And efforting a couple of other big-name guests. God. Uh, potentially is going to be on on Sunday, so we'll see if that's the case. Sundays are busy for God. I don't know. See if you could get uh, Michael Jordan, yeah. Bill Belichick, yep. Billy Walters. Uh, those are my top. Those are actually outside of that. Top yeah. your wish list. Yep. Okay. Billy said he'd get back to me. Right. I was like, Bill, you take your time. We're tight like that. Anyway, I'm not. I'm going to bet against that happening. <laughs> hey, let's take a look at the NFL. QB crystal ball. We're going to talk about NFLs. Uh, NFLs quarterbacks in the NFL. All right, let's do it. I have. Uh, I have been keeping up with draft and NFL stuff, but I will, I will, uh, I would be lying if I said it. I was fully invested in NFL draft and combine coverage uh, in the first week well, of it's March. It's a little bit too early. <laughs> I, it's, first of all, I don't bet the combine stuff. I love the NFL draft. Like I said last year, I think I had thirty some bets on the NFL draft, and um, the year before the same deal. And we'll have a lot of bets on the draft this year too. It's going to be in Vegas in April. But hey, we have March Madness a handicap, so that's on the back burner. And uh, most Vegas books don't have anything up on the draft or have very little up in terms of props on the draft right now anyway. Yep. I think this is an interesting topic because you can bet this. you got props up at DraftKings and other spots. Who's going to take the first snap for which team in the 2022 season? And there's a lot to debate here. And uh, I wanted to throw this at you. Here is uh, Field Yates, 
the ESPN NFL writer, his predictions, he predicted the opening day starter for all 32 teams. And these eight are the most interesting because most of the quarterbacks are going to be holdovers, the same guy who started last year. We're going to start at the top with the Field Yates predictions. Broncos, Malik Willis, rookie mm. quarterback from Liberty. Buccaneers, Deshaun Watson. Not sure about that one. Colts, Mitchell Trubisky, 49ers, Trey Lance, Saints, Jameis Winston, Steelers, Jimmy G, Texans, Davis Mills, and Washington. I'm not calling them the Commanders. (laughs) And Washington, Commandos, Carson Wentz. We're not going to recognize the Guardians or Commanders nicknames on this show in 2022. Man, Red Wolves was like right there, bro. I can not go with Red Storm, Red Wolves, something like that. The how about just the Red? <laughs> that means better than the Commanders. <laughs> how about the Big Red? Washington, <laughs> Big Red. Anything, anything's better than that. Good gum. The Washington Football Team, Carson Wentz. So, as a Colts fan, how do you feel about Mitchell Trubisky being your quarterback and Carson Wentz quarterbacking the Washington team? So this might surprise you. As I um, thought about this a little bit more, I don't hate it. Because if you go back to the year that the Chicago Bears won 12 games mm-hmm. and Mitchell Trubisky was, you know, at the peak of his powers, his best year as a pro, right, you're, you're in a system that is really quarterback friendly, right, that mm-hmm. doesn't put him in a lot of situations in which he has to do a lot. Right. And if the Colts improve the wide receiving core, get a better, you know, tight end because their tight end depth is in question, the offensive line's pretty good for him this year. We know that the offensive line's a strength for Indianapolis. Like, is he going to blow people away with, like, 400-yard games? and when it, yeah, No. Like, in those games which you need your quarterback to open things up and, right, to have those performances, it'll probably be pretty tough. But if you're talking about giving you a baseline of production within a pretty safe offense that, it, by the way, has maximized every single quarterback that's been in it up to this point, I think he could do a lot worse, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Carson Wentz this year, we're always going to remember what we saw last, but you and I talked about it. There's a reason why. We've, I, I had a 41 ticket on the Colts win the AFC, and there's a reason why you did too. Yep. Because the Colts, <clears throat> when Carson Wentz was within his little box with what he was supposed to do, the Colts were a really good team, and that's all you need out of your quarterback. So I don't hate it. Like If you tell me now that he takes the first snap and he's their guy for 17 games, I wouldn't really be that upset about You're it. You're talking about Trubisky. Yeah, Trubisky. I think this will surprise a lot of people about Mitchell Trubisky as well. He's started 50 games in his NFL career. He played in 57 for the Bears. He started 50 games. His record in those 50 games was 29 and 21. All right. You know what his TD to interception ratio was? No. 64 TDs, 38 picks. Wow. Not bad. Uh, you would think, by the way, people talk about uh, Mitchell Trubisky, that he would have 38 TDs and 64 picks. All right. But it's, uh, it's the obvious. And – I also think that uh, a lot of people forget that the biggest problem with the Bears was Matt Nagy. It was not Trubisky. And Trubisky had an obvious skill set that um, I'd say was best used, allowing him to get out of the pocket and make plays outside the pocket. Mm-hmm. And Matt Nagy, the idiot that he is, tried to take a, a wild horse and put a saddle on him. And he said, all right, we're going to make this guy into a pocket passer. It was obvious Trubisky cannot be a pocket passer. He's not accurate from within the pocket. He just can't do it. When he's out on the run, I saw this from day one. When he's on the run, he's a very accurate passer outside the pocket. How can Matt Nagy not see that? I have no idea. You'd have to be a buffoon not to see that. But then he tries to force him into being a pocket passer and everything backfires and the Bears go downhill. Uh, I think with some excellent coaching, and Frank Reich is an excellent quarterback coach, A lot of people might be surprised at how good Mitchell Trubisky can become. So I actually like this. In addition to uh, what it would do, how it would help the Colts with the cap, right. uh, the Colts can improve other areas of their team. 
Uh, they're going to cut some money off the cap by letting Carson Wentz go. I don't think Wentz is terrible. He just made some terrible decisions down the stretch. It cost the Colts in about three games last season. And if Frank Reich says, I can't make this work with Carson Wentz, I'm, I'm not sure who can. Mm-hmm. So you got to get behind Frank Reich. He's Carson Wentz as he has been anyway in the past, his biggest proponent, right? So if he says he's going to cut the cord with Carson Wentz, then how can you second guess it? I think uh, Trubisky could be a good move for the Colts. And, and I think, too, when you just look at it like, from a perspective of the quarterbacks that Frank Reich has had during this era – this would be the first time uh, as the Indianapolis Colts head coach, which he's had a guy with the athleticism uh, sure. of Mitchell Trubisky, right? And, and, and like, have to utilize that instead yep. of trying to turn him into something he's not, like Matt, like Matt Nagy tried to do. So you could see some real, you could see a different looking offense overall as well, all right, with the Indianapolis Colts. So it does stink because what this would be the fifth starting quarterback in five years for Reich, whatever it is. <laughs> like at some point, you would think that they are going to, you know, maybe address it in the draft, but still get Trubisky at a cheap option and see if mm-hmm. you can maximize this team at this point right now while developing the guy behind. I'm not even sure how you address it in this draft because when I look at this uh, quarterback draft, it's maybe you can find one in there in the third or fourth round, but it's going to be a long-term project. Malik Willis, who uh, Field Yates projects to go to the Broncos, let's look at that graphic one more time. He might be able to step in and start, but this guy had a four. It was either a four or a five interception game last year for Liberty. Mm. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to step in in day one and win as as an NFL quarterback. I mean. I think he's the first overall pick after I saw that video of him helping homeless man. Oh, jeez. Okay. He's got A-plus character. Looking for character. You know that. We're looking for character, guys. Uh, Deshaun Watson to the Buccaneers. This guy's still got 22 civil suits. He's got to settle. Yeah, miss me with anything Deshaun Watson related. Like, I don't even know if he's ever going to play. I know. It's tough to even predict if this guy's going to be on the field this season. Trey Lance with the Niners. I think the Niners are trying to find a better option. Oh, boy. Because Trey Lance probably needs another year on the sideline. They would love to have Tom Brady for one more year. Don't know if that's going to happen. I think Jameis Winston makes a lot of sense going back to the Saints. Yep. You probably do too. Uh, how, how do you feel about Jimmy G with the Steelers and Davis Mills with the Texans? I will say this. if Jimmy, The reason why I said, oh boy, is if Jimmy Garoppolo is behind the same offensive line that uh, Ben Roethlisberger was behind, I think that'd be pretty bad. So you got to shore that up a little. Well, bit. you got to think they're going to address yeah. that offensive line because right? because I, I like I'm not sure he is the guy that you want um, operating in in panic, right? You want that like he, you want a rigid system around him. Like Shanahan really got a lot right. out of him because right. it was a pretty rigid system that he performed in. Um, and while he's a winner, quote unquote, uh, I still think at times when you saw things break down a little bit, he got a little wild. And I got to tell you, I kind of like Davis Mills in like in, in that the Texans aren't going to win anytime soon. Why not see what you got? He ended the mm-hmm. season extremely strong. There were flashes of brilliance to a certain extent with what he was doing down the stretch. Get a good offensive staff there and, and see what you have in the young guy because you're not going anywhere anytime soon. I, I think you give him a full year and see what you got. Couldn't hurt. Right. I, I don't think the Texans and the Levy Smith are on the win-now plan. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I would say in the last 30 seconds, this is the last quarterback question I'm going to throw at you. Would you rather have Mitchell Trubisky or Jimmy G as your Colts quarterback? Ooh. Now it's now that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Give me Jimmy G. Really? Yeah. I thought you would say Trubisky. I, I guess it's in in those systems, like you, the peak of Jimmy Garoppolo in that Shanahan system was pretty good, and they got to a Super Bowl. <laughs> they got right. to a Super Bowl with him as a starting quarterback. How they got to okay. the NFC Championship game, right? Sure. So uh, I think I would take Jimmy G over Mitchell Trubisky. You got to the Super Bowl. Yeah. They got the Super Bowl, and then they got the championship game last year. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll come back. Uh, We recap best bets. Uh, Just to to tease what we're going to talk about here, Pac-12, it happened again last night. What's with these numbers that Washington State's been laying, man? (laughs) 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Zen Nicotine Pouch is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and are made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid, place the pouch between your upper lip and gum, boom, for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zen is available in 10 varieties and two strengths, 3 milligrams, Matt Eumann's kind of style, for fresh nicotine satisfaction, and 6 milligrams for those lights, you know, those late nights at the watering hole. We need a little bit more. Simple and discreet. You can enjoy Zen anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom. Find your satisfaction. Find your Zen. Visit Zinn.com, that's Z-Y-N.com, to learn more to find Zen nicotine pouches near you. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, product contains nicotine. If you didn't know, nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, let's talk about what would happen last night. First off, recap from the association last night, Matt Eumann's The Celtics. So, Mark, you got this right. Wrote about it yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Talked about it on the show here. Oh, you Open. did? I thought you just tailed Josh Applebaum on that play. No, I did not. No, oh, I did okay. not. Uh, much better number. Um, so it opens up Grizzlies minus three. Gets all the way up to Boston Celtics minus two and a half. Ends yeah. up closing here at the South Point minus one and a half. But I wrote about it, and this is why it is important to realize like how much home court is worth in certain seasons, all these things. Home court this season has been worth two points. So at the very least, the Boston Celtics, the way they've been playing, mm-hmm. probably sitting around a pick if you think that Jalen Brown's really worth that much, whatever it is. Not a three-point underdog. Regardless, I made the number a little bit higher. Celtics take, ter- take care of business. Uh, it was a back-and-forth kind of low-scoring affair in the first half. They ultimately pull away. It's 120-107, to 107, and uh, they get to beat up the Grizzlies with their defense. And this Celtics team defensively, now 13-2 and two straight up in their last 15 games. they got nine covers over that stretch. They are the real deal here, buddy. And they are going to match up pretty well in the Eastern Conference. So, solid win there. Two plays for today. Uh, numbers are still floating around in, uh, this, in this area, so you can still grab these uh, if you so choose. First off, Pacers, Pistons, wouldn't highly recommend this one at this point, uh, mainly because Kate Cunningham popped up on the injury report with a sprained wrist. We'll see if he's going to play tonight. I would assume that he does. Just reading quotes coming out of Detroit, they seem very set on ending the season strong, almost like the Timberwolves did last season, right, where they went out and I think they won like, to, like, like I think it was like 10 out of their last They made a coaching games. change, too. And, and they did in the middle <laughs> of the season. And mm-hmm. Dwayne Casey and these guys, they had the dreaded players-only meeting a couple of weeks ago or like a week ago. And bam, set off on this run that they have currently been on. 4-2 and two straight up, 6-0 and oh ATS, the last six for the Detroit Pistons. I just don't think the Pacers should be a road favorite against many teams, specifically a, Pacer, a Pistons team 
that is playing good basketball. So, again, Kate Cunningham plays. 100% recommend it, but right now with him questionable, I'm already locked in, but wouldn't overly recommend it. And the next one, Pelicans plus 4.5 at home against the Jazz. So, for those who haven't been watching or listening, the Pelicans have rolled out a new starting lineup. CJ McCollum is now their starting point guard. Brandon Ingram, Herbert Jones. Jackson Hayes is their power forward at 6'11". So, your front court is 6'8", 6'11", 7 foot. Jonas Valanciunas playing center. They're great at rebounding in terms of offensively. They're averaging 130.2 points every 100 possessions, grabbing 40% of their misses. They've been spectacular on offense. Haven't been great defensively, but I think they're going to be able to push the Jazz here tonight, and with their size, they're going to be able to match up with Rudy Gobert on the glass. Give me plus four and a half with the New Orleans Pelicans. They are 3-0 straight up and against the spread since the break. They've been playing extremely well, and I think part of this is the market not really catching up with how good this lineup has been. So, give me the Pelicans plus six and a half there tonight. Yeah, the Pelicans have a pretty good new look, and that's even without Zion Williamson. Yes, I, don't, I think I said six and a half, four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, I was reading while I was talking. So, uh, hey, you had a winner last night in college hoops. I tailed you on this play. The Beavers of Oregon yeah. State plus fourteen against Washington State. Another tough luck loss uh, for Oregon Close. State, but you get the cover. Yeah, but catching fourteen, they were tied at halftime, thirty-two, thirty-two. And then you watch in the second half. We were talking about this off the air. It gets stuck around a nine-point deficit. You think, okay, here we go. There's like seven minutes left. Maybe this is where Washington State starts to pull away and covers a number like this. Not the case. And, you know, this just goes back to what you're talking about. Sometimes you see trends with these numbers. You know, this, this Cougars team is now, I think, 2-7 and seven ATS in their last nine. And the two covers are as underdogs. But some of these games that they're not covering as favorites, laying 10 against Washington, four on the road against mm-hmm. Washington, 14 here at home. Uh, eight last time out, I think it was against Oregon State. So it was just a play against what has clearly been an overvalued team by the market. And sure enough, stuck around. Oregon State did and stayed within the number. All right. Nice win last night. I should have put up some plays last night because I liked Washington against Oregon. How about the Ducks? Yeah. It's been a debacle for that team in the past week. Uh, all right. I bet Gardner-Webb minus two last night. I thought this was a cheap number. Gardner-Webb actually beat Campbell uh, the first time these teams played. 57-45 to 45 on February 9th. Uh, Gardner-Webb did not even shoot the lights out. Sometimes that can be an outlier performance because the team shoots the lights out from three. The, bull, the running Bulldogs shot four for 17 from three in that game and still won by 12 on the road. But after I laid two on this game last night, it's up to three and a half today. So I'm just going to list it as a money line play at minus 165. Uh, I don't like recommending laying three and a half when the number opened two. But Gardner-Webb's 11-5 in the Big South. Campbell, the Camels, 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, The best two teams in that league are Longwood and Winthrop. Uh, but you remember Gardner-Webb, they opened the season in Vegas against yep. uh, UNLV. Game that went down to the wire. How far uh, we have come. Uh, the running Bulldogs actually had a great shot to win it. But after they played at UNLV and lost that game, what, 64-58, to 58, is mm-hmm. that right? They lost at Arkansas, lost to Duke, and actually beat Georgia in December, late December, 77-60. to 60. This is a pretty good Gardner-Webb team. Uh, so we're going we're gonna, to uh, play the running Bulldogs tonight against the Camels. And Saturday, this number might open a little bit higher, but I love the situational spot for the Wyoming Cowboys. I won it on UNLV against Wyoming a couple nights ago. We're going to play the Cowboys to stop their losing streak, a mini losing streak. They've lost two in a row. They've lost four of the last six uh, before the Mountain West Tournament. How about Fresno last night? Went to double overtime and lost at San Diego State by one. Yep. I'm not sure Fresno can improve its seating in the conference tournament with a win in Laramie on Saturday. If you're Fresno coach Justin Hudson, do you kind of just uh, pack it in and say, 
we have nothing to gain here in this game, and uh, we need to prepare and get our guys rested for Wednesday. Fresno opens a Mountain West tournament Wednesday in Vegas. Yep. So you're going from San Diego last night, Laramie tomorrow, and then you got to be in Vegas on Wednesday. It's almost worth um, sitting some guys, or it's almost wise to sit some guys in the in the game in Laramie on uh, Saturday to rest up for a conference tournament game that means so much more to you. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case. I wouldn't bank on that because I don't think Justin Hudson is the type of guy who's going to wave a white flag and surrender that game. But Ken Palm projects Wyoming as a three-point winner. Uh, I haven't seen an open number on this yet. I think it might open a little bit higher, but I've got Wyoming over Fresno State on Saturday. I think to your point, too, maybe it's not even waving the white flag, but like, do your bench rotation, do you get a little bit longer with the bench guys in the game? You have to. Like that? And I, I think you probably do see If that. you watch last night's game, Orlando Robinson's tired. Yeah. If you've watched in the last two weeks, he's kind of worn out. He's had to do a lot to carry that team. You need that guy uh, rested and uh, ready to go Wednesday for the Mountain West Tournament. I'm not even sure I would play him against uh, Wyoming. I'm not sure I would. And I, I don't... You know, don't advocate uh, uh, giving up games like this. But, Load uh, management in college basketball? I think it might be a smart thing to do. I think so, too. That's a terrible scheduling spot for Fresno, first of all. You can't get a worse trip in the Mountain West than to have to go to San Diego on Thursday to Laramie, right. Wyoming on Saturday. You're not You're not yeah. going to be an at-large. Your path to an NCAA tournament berth is winning the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Like, this would make the most sense if that is the case. So I think I it's agree. good situational play on the Cowboys on Saturday. I'm going to have a bunch more plays on the Saturday schedule. I know that. Saturday's going to be awesome. And I'm going to put them up on uh, Twitter uh, probably by Saturday morning. Someone will still tweet you and ask you what your best bets are. Oh, they do that every week. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's fine. Oh, by the way, uh, conference really tournament future, yeah. South Dakota State to win the Summit and Duke to win the ACC. Go ahead. No, I just want to mention uh, VEASAN.com. we got a great little thing going up in the college basketball portion of our website uh, where you can find great stuff like Greg Peterson's Daily Lines and whatnot. But up on the website, uh, a, a little article with all the uh, best bets in terms of the NCAA Conference Tournament, daily best NCAA Conference Tournament bets, always at the top of the screen. So you go in and check it out, VEASAN.com. You just click on that thing and bam, just like that from mm-hmm. all of the college basketball analysts, including Jeff Parles, Wes Reynolds, Mike Palm, Amal Shaw, and others, you Tim will get Murray. all huh? Tim Murray. Uh, Tim Murray. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you will get all of those and more. And Tim's luck will get better. I would assume. Ben Wilson. JVT. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'll Dave Tooley. I tell you what. It's not just a one-man team. Uh, no, it is not. No, not in any way whatsoever. NBA, it is. Uh, but no, not so much in college basketball. <laughs> NBA, it might be. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, regardless, I will say this. Uh, I, on a selfish note, am excited because next week I, I do have credentials from the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Watching that tournament up close is going to be awesome because you've got four potential tournament teams that are going to be out there on the floor. Is this like a bucket list thing for you or what? Well, I think in a year like this where yeah. the conference has been at its best since, like, what, 2012, I would say? In terms of the depth, and, and te- I, you the, know best, I mean? the best I've ever seen the Mountain West Conference was uh, 2007. Right. That was a, that was a BYU, good Utah, yep. UNLV, New Mexico, San Diego State. That, that was the peak of the Mountain West. You're talking about potentially watching four tournament teams up close, yeah. right? That's going to be a, a lot of fun. And maybe you get some bracket busters along the way. You could have a bid stealer, a bid thief, the UNLV Rebels. Yeah, right. Why? It's not going to be Wyoming because they haven't won how many games in Las Vegas? They've lost 19 in a row to the Rebels in Vegas. All right, well, with that, uh, we are all done. So with these conference tournaments getting started, uh, remember, Visa.com is going to be your home throughout all of the madness 
this month. So check that out. we got a lot of good content, both written and, of course, visual. So check that out. We also have a YouTube channel you can check out with a lot of good videos and previews. And don't forget all the other stuff we have to offer. For example, Lou Fittacaro's write-up on UFC 272. Man, it's going to be a good one. With that, we are all done. VEASAN.com slash podcast, where you want to go. New episode of Hardwood Handicappers up later today. My Guys in the Desert, coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.